Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting your own company as taking the leap as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and share the void with someone else who might be wanting to start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach, and just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. So if you see somebody asking questions about starting their own service-based business, please do us a favor and send them a link to the show. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. Well, what do you want to talk about? Well, you know what? Wait, I still I have to my, tell you. Go I ahead. St- I still had my spy balloon decorations up. I was not prepared for school shooting. I, I don't know <laughs> what to do with that. Okay. So. That's not where I thought you were going to go with that. <laughs> but I was going to start the show by telling you something really stupid I did. Uh-oh. Another, you, didn't, you didn't sink another skin in life into your leg, did you? No. Another completely moronic, idiotic thing. That's not why I'm in a bad mood, but. This, no. this is you, completely different. You came to my house to record a podcast. Lots of, that's actually <laughs> the good stuff. Me, Dave Hilton, 41 years old, okay, have just signed up to play adult. Oh, intramural something. Intramural soccer. Oh, shit. On a full field. Great. He's in a body cast next show. 11 v. 11. <laughs> And I haven't ran in like two years. <laughs> You're fucked. I am double fucked because <laughs> not only am I double fucked, not only is it not over 40, it's only over 30. Uh, and the division, the old guy. I didn't realize it. No, there's a guy, the guy that got me to sign up is 46. He played college soccer. He's like, no, I won't oh, be yeah. bad. He played college soccer. So I, yeah. so I commit to it. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I can run. Don't get me wrong. I said I haven't run in two years. That's not true. I can run, right? I'm an athlete. I can, I can fake my way through it, right? But then he tells me that we're in the top division, <laughs> like the top. I'm like, dude, and I've already paid. I'd already signed up. He's telling me all this stuff. I'm like, I fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like I fucked up bad. You done and it starts next, not this Friday, but the next Friday. I said, you guys Start at least, running? do you guys at least have like a, like a, you know, a couple practices or like, he's like, no, nah, we just show up and drink beer and play. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, well, if it's a beer league, then you're a little uh, okay. Like two of the guys drink beer. Okay. The rest of them are super serious. Yeah. I was like, so if I play and run for 15 minutes, am I going to be able to get out? Like, be like, I'm done. I want to, you know, <laughs> sub. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, it's a fight to get on the field. I was like, oh, that's the only. How many guys are on the team? I don't have any idea. It's 11 v. 11. Yeah, so they got like 13 guys on the team and you get no rest. <laughs> Fucking throw up on the sideline. <laughs> hey, where'd Dave go? <laughs> no, like Dave shows up and he ends up having to be the coach because everyone else just doesn't have Oh, there's no coach. There's no coach. There's no, I mean, you just, I said, well, do we like get some jerseys? He's like, no, wear a black shirt. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. You know, a pile of puke on the field is really good defense. Is really I, what it is. Well, there's going to be at least one. <laughs> maybe some piss. Maybe some blood. I don't know what's going to be Your, out there. So was the football field in uh, Arizona. Yeah. Dude, I, I, like, I saw, you know, I was all gung-ho. I like to exercise. I haven't, I used to play, like, intramural soccer, and then we played in an intramural indoor football league. Like, all, you know, and I thought, oh, it'll be fun. I played indoor roller hockey for, like, two years. I like that stuff. And then I got to thinking about it, and I was like, man, I was, like, 25 then. Yeah, I was 19 then. I was 28. I'm yeah. 41. If I come in here in a full body cast, yeah, your mind thinks you're 19. Yeah, my mind's dumb. Yeah, 
My shit's soft. Your body's already beyond 40. <laughs> I'm fucking scared to death. Yeah, you should be. I am fucking scared to it's death. Good thing your wife works in a hospital. She can I at least am, take care of you. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to get some fucking Aflac, I think. Yeah, you better. Like, up, uh, oh, can't work for three weeks. Yeah. Fucking, Mitch, can you help me? I, I mean, what am I going to do? <laughs> Even if they're writing me checks, you I mean. I'm going to make you an employee of Smedley Plumbing so you can get on our Aflac policy. <laughs> Is I mean, that an option? <laughs> it might chat with Danielle afterwards. I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I am <laughs> seriously deal, I'm man. scared the fuck to death. I thought it would be like like Epic has adult leagues and they're like five on five indoor indoor small yeah, field. Yeah, I'm thinking it's like that. He's yeah. like, Oh no, it's it's full field. Yeah. I was like, What do you mean full uh, field? Yeah. I was like the kids' field like that we watch like right here. Like so his daughter and my daughter are on the same team. Yeah. I was like, so like this. He's like, Oh no, no it's full field. Like he could, I think he could see the panic. What's a football field? A hundred and twenty yards long, or something. A, a like soccer is like one twenty by seventy five. Yeah, God. like he, I know he could see the panic on my face. Like, I mean, I was just. I mean, way more oh, cardio than football, and oh, even or even more fuck. than track. Because I mean, like with soccer, you're stopping, you're having to like full sprint and then stop and like yeah. kick a ball and then turn the opposite way. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm so as far as cardio goes, like right as of now, right. so I'm in better is cardio Dave's shape. Last show, he died no, of a heart attack. No, it's the next Friday. Oh, okay. I got one okay. more show. This is Dave's funeral. second to last show. He died of a heart attack in two weeks. Yeah. What song do you want played? You know, it's good. Your one of mine. Pick something one off I, my CD. Something more to yours. Got it. <laughs> Pick something good. I want to be buried with this blue one. There we go. Because I built this one. All right. The rest of them are, are going to be Layla. So well, it's got a half naked lady on the tops. So. Damn right it does. <laughs> it's like his high achievement was basketball player in high school thirty years ago. I didn't. <laughs> You're talking about that's <laughs> that's bad. Yeah. That's well, bad. In there. No. So. Well, aside from your I'm, uh, uh, I'm foolish stricken. decisions. Yeah. Uh, we got three topics for today. Okay. Topic one is free ice cream. Okay. Topics. Topic two is the moment of truth, and topic three is accidental narcissism. I thought you were going to say insemination. Uh, that's artificial. <laughs> artificial oh. narcissism. I mean insemination. Yeah. I, I thought it could. I mean, what's? I mean, accidental. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> I thought my pullout game was strong. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Gotcha. All right. So, all right. So, you've newly started your company and you're trying to pinch pennies. However, you don't realize the biggest thing that's hurting you right now is not gathering all of your information into one spot and making it super efficient for you to use. So, the answer is Field Pulse. It gets you off of paper tickets, it gets you off of all of that crazy office work at the end of the day and reconciling all that stuff. And it lets you organize everything with ease. It puts it all into the computer. It actually puts it all into the cloud. So it's not even putting it on your computer. And it lets you organize your customers. It lets you organize all of your service calls. Heck, it'll even route you to your service call. And the best part is, even after all of that, you'll probably realize about a 100% growth in your business just in the first year of using Field Pulse. So if you'd like to check out Field Pulse and see what great looks like, click on the link in the description of this show. Uh, what is that? We, uh, we had a tragedy in America. Um, oh, another, we can talk about the kiddos? New, another school shooting. And uh, for anybody that's listening, these are never going to go away, ever. Like, there's no way you can stop them all. Um, I, I can hear it right now. <gasps> Take away the guns. In order to have freedom, you have to have chaos. 
Yeah, I mean, there, there's going to be it. a little bit. Now, like, that's not to say we encourage any of this. Yeah. Like, nobody would ever do that. But, um, you know, there will be a time frame between this one and the next one, and that time frame will never be long enough. And they're all tragic. So it's just weird how the politicians and the media tries to spin everything. But we got our head politician, the representative of our country, David jumped. Hilton. Oh, sorry. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Not, I th- I dude, don't can think... you imagine if I was president? Whoop. We'd have that catapult. <laughs> first, <laughs> off, first off, <laughs> first off, the catapult's low on my list, but there would be a lot of glass nations. I yeah. mean, like right out of the bat. It'd be like, hey, where's the box? I mean, I'd be launching missiles so fucking fast. I mean, that'd be great because the country would just close at 5 p.m. every day because you're like, you guys figured out from here. I'm going to go. Spend yeah. time, you know, yeah. like, heck yeah. So the, the president gets on national TV to address the nation about this thing. Which, oh, he did? Yeah. Which, I didn't see it. Oh, you didn't? Biden? Oh, my. You got to watch it. I'll watch it later. Captain D-Bag himself, huh? I mean, Biden probably needs to watch it. He literally he started his speech talking about how he lo- got lured here because he was told there was free ice cream, and he's got a whole freezer oh, full of free ice cream. Wow. And <laughs> That's what the title means. On Can my you record? imagine being the parent? Oh. Of one of those kids. And that guy's joking around. And that guy's joking around yeah, about fucking ice cream. Yeah, he's a fucking joke. Yeah. Like, oh my God. He should, he should, he is a fucking joke. Yeah. Like, it's unbelievable. It's the lack, speaking of narcissism. Right. <laughs> the lack yeah. of empathy. Topic three becomes topic one. Fucking, the guy. Right. What do you want? Let me ask you a question, Mitch. Serious question. Do you want me to be mad about the kids or mad about the president? Well, I can only handle one. Right. So that's the, that's the thing. It's like, Okay, the president's a joke. It doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on with him. There ain't nobody that's going to respect the idea that you're going to address the nation about a school shooting and open it up with that. Right. No. I mean, you can be, um, so both things are true for me. I'm like, you could be upset that obviously the kids like a tragedy, but also be like, that's a joke that the president, you know, came Right. Out. Like, as much as I didn't agree with Obama's tactics, God damn, the guy was a great speaker. Like, I love... He had charisma. Man, I love watching that guy speak. No, I didn't like listening to what he said. He was the most divisive president since... Right. I mean, before... I didn't like listening to what he said. (laughs) But he could capture your attention speaking. Yeah, Yeah, because he had the smile. I don't think think Biden can capture a sentence. No. No, he can barely walk. Have you seen him walk? He's literally just... It's a fucking joke. Like, he introduced himself as, I'm Joe Biden, I'm Dr. Jill Biden's husband. Yeah, because he's a fucking... In that press conference. Like, wow. no, you're the fucking president of the United States. Yeah. Come out there with some fucking gumption. Right. Like, with your chest up. Or come I, out there with some empathy. I address you today as the president of the United States with a sad heart. I just came up with that. You tell me he can't fucking do that. He's the president. That's yeah. how big of a joke they make of it. Right? That's how lack of care... That's how much lack of care they, the... Up higher ups have for this kind of stuff. They're literally like, don't, they don't let a good ca- tragedy go to waste. They do not care. I've been saying this. For, they do not care about the American people. No, God they do no. not care about the lower class. No. They do not care about anything that has to do with the people. They care about power yep. and money and greed, and that's it. Yep. And you know what? The real problem is, I keep. I kept asking myself, and I've been asking this since he got elected, and then the midterms rolled around, and it wasn't a huge red wave like everyone thought it was going to be, and I kept thinking, why do the, these idiots in this country keep electing these other idiots? And I finally came up with the answer. The answer is, they literally will say to themselves, okay, Joe Biden's a dipshit, I know he can't do it, but I'm going to vote for him because 
the only way I can get climate change and abortion and just a couple of other things is by it is I have to vote Democrat no matter what. It doesn't matter if the people running are complete idiots. They're saying, I am voting for these three things. Right. And, you know, I, I hear on Shapiro and all these other shows all the time, you know, oh, they're screwing up this. That's going to hurt them. They're screwing up this. That's going to hurt them. No, it's not. Because people are voting for the issues. They know that these people are complete fucking morons and they vote for them anyway. And then you have a dipshit come out there. I mean, I'm on fire right now. And he comes out there and makes an ice cream joke when there are three, three children. I think it's six now. That got well, is it three, that many? Three adults and three children. Yeah, I three think. kids. Well, I'm not. I'm six not. Six total. I'm not diminishing the adults at all. Right. Right. But right. like the three and the kids were nine years. My daughter's ten. Yeah. Your son Grant is ten. Is he ten or is he eleven? Eleven. He just but turned still, eleven yeah. though, right? Yeah. I mean, those are kids that are. They know nothing. Yeah. They are innocent. They are, I mean, they are the future, and you got, and you're gonna fucking joke about it. Well, so today, I'm on a business call. You made me call. so mad. <laughs> so today, I'm God. on. A, so my my 11 year old, he does not, he does not have a cell phone, but he has a the call, watch. Call it a smartwatch or whatever. It's it's a watch that you can make phone calls on. You can text on. He can he can only text ten prescripted texts that we program it with. He can't type his own text. He can he can record a voice message and text that to us. Okay, that's and he, good. And he can call us with it, right? Well, he takes it to school because sometimes he doesn't come straight home from school, and maybe he goes to a buddy's house before he comes home or whatever. But you know where he's at. But we know where he's at. We can GPS track it and all that yeah. stuff. He calls me. School doesn't get out till three, like after three, three twenty or something like that. He calls me at like 2.10. Weird, right? Yeah. I'm on a business call, so my knee-jerk reaction, my phone rings, is decline it. Well, then I look at it, and it's Grant. And I'm like, oh, shit. So here, now, I'm uh, like, I can text him whatever I want, and he'll see everything, right? Yeah. So I said, hey, buddy, I'm on a work call. Are you good? And he texts me with no. It's, it's one of the only prescripted, it's, it's a prescripted yeah, thing. Yeah, there's a, a no. yes, a no. Uh, right whatever and um what he meant to say like i got freaked out for a minute yeah then, of course you did right uh and and it, 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 nothing had to do with the school shooting it's just when your kid calls you in the middle of school yeah that never does that you're like what's going on right turns out he was on recess and he accidentally called me oh. and then he tried shutting it off gotcha well then he was worried look at this i door dashed a delivery. <laughs> hey, I have something I want to DoorDash. <laughs> it may not be on video, but I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was running a little low, so I texted my wife downstairs. I'm like, hey, can you bring me a new ice cube and a, some more American honey? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm impressed. Yeah. Uh, um, by both of you. Because, like, normally, like, my thought of Danielle in general is, like, Fuck you would be the text back. Get bent. <laughs> she must be in a good mood. She's in a real good mood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. I think too, like this whole, like what the shooting kind of brings on me is like, obviously, you know, it's like kids results are different, but like there's people die in Chicago every night. And also it's like, what you focus on is like your reality. It doesn't mean it's like actual reality. So if it's like, if all you focus on is like school shootings, cause it's like, 
the news sees those and they push it. Like when you go on YouTube, all you see is like school shooting where it's like, yeah. if that's all your focus, then everyone in the world, do you? there's like a school shooting waiting to happen like every second. You, I don't... You get what you focus on, mm-hmm. right? That's so like if your, you focus on tragedy, you're <laughs> going to find it every day. We've we've got a short video clip of that. We've talked about it before on the show. If we you talk search about for tragedy, it, you'll find it, right? We talk about that all the time. Yeah. What, what Mitch was saying earlier about... Um, just the media and like, you know, what the way they twist it and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And Austin was talking about it earlier. But like, if it was, if it was a white guy who had a swastika on his, a tattoo on him, we would hear about, I mean, the most outlandish, crazy, yeah white, you know what I mean? All this crazy stuff. And you find out it's a white woman, transgender who go? Who used to go to this school? Goes in there, and kills them, and they're like, "Oh, the guns! You got to take the guns." Yeah. Like, what happened to treating everyone as equals and treating everyone the right. same? Right. No, no. Oh no, we can only do that if it works in our favor to right. push our narrative. What? And, and and I've said this for a long time. Like, you can't take away guns because if President Trump had got elected or decided I'm just going to stay in office, okay, and half of the military stays with him, the people that did not want Trump in there have a right to defend themselves against mm-hmm. tyranny. Yep. That's what the Second Amendment's about. Right. So all you, you know, hippies out there that say guns are bad, think about that. Think about if you didn't want Trump in there, and he just said, nope, and I'm st- to leave. And, and I'm staying, and you motherfuckers are going to do what I say. What do you want? You want some weapons of war. Right. Okay. You want to be able to fight for your country. Okay. Right. That's why we have guns. Now, I will say that we do need stricter gun laws. And that is f- from someone that is 100% guns first. Yeah. I want to be able to go to the gun show, pick up an AR, have the, fill out my little piece of paper and buy that. Or so, come to Mitch's house. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going. Or buy it and then that's mine. I don't care. But the fact is, we are in an age right now where mental health has run completely amok, Mm -hmm. okay? This person was a psycho nut job, Mm -hmm. okay? To think that, to be a woman and think you're going to make yourself a man, you're a a psychopath. Right. Okay? You may not be a psychopath, but you have mental handicap issues that need to be dealt with. Can those people get better? Of course they can. Do we need to help them? Yes, we do. And I think there should be funding for all of that kind of stuff. I really do, in my heart. Those people need help. But there needs to be laws to prevent those people from buying guns. Right. Like literally there is a form that you fill out when you buy a gun and they have changed it now on the federal form. Male, female, non-binary or other or whatever. If someone checks that box, they do not get a gun. Right. Okay? You and, di- and that's not being discriminatory against that type of person. That's mm-hmm. saying that that person has an identity issue. And if there's an identity mm -hmm. issue and they're having a hard time struggling with who they even are, that's not the person you want to be owning a gun. Well, and and, and if they they can get a gun later, that's fine. But it needs to stop them right there. And there needs to be an investigation. And if the investigation says they're fine, then sell them the gun. Right. It's fine. But you can't just pass over that. Those same questions are on there about are you addicted to drugs and alcohol? If you check that box, guess what? You ain't getting the fucking gun. Right. Okay? Have you been addicted to marijuana? 
You check that box, you're not getting that fucking gun. Right. Now, and look, they're not discriminating against alcoholics, and they're not discriminating against potheads. No. And it's it, just the, the facts You should the be facts. checked. Yeah. You should be checked. Because, and, and I don't know how to speak to the... I don't know how to speak to the problem of mental health issues, like how we have gone this far over the edge with so many people having issues. I, I mean, I have some thoughts on it, but that's like a whole nother show. But until we figure out why and can straighten that stuff out, there has to be double and triple and quad checks. Yeah. There just does. Okay. And we have got to get to the point where we have a good system of, you know, figuring that stuff out. Even if it's, even if it's one of those things, man, this is, I, I'm going to sound like a liberal idiot. Even if it, comes to a point where they will only sell ARs and those style weapons or you know things of that caliber in a special store where it's run by the sheriff or something like that I'd be fine with that I mean cuz at least then you know sane people have had a background check right. to get that Well here's what's crazy it's probably easier to buy an AR than it is to get it on a fucking airplane Oh, it's 100% easier. I mean, you look at all the stuff you have to go through just to get on an airplane. Because one guy tried bombing an airplane with a shoe. And a couple of guys yeah. took airplanes down with box knives. Yeah. Now look at everything everybody in America has to go through every single time they fly. Yeah. Right? We can't apply some kind of similar logic to purchasing a gun. Yeah. Like Mitch could literally come over to my house and say, Oh dude, that's cool. I'll give you 800 bucks and I can take the money and give him the gun. Yeah. You're never going to stop private to private. Sales. No, but I can also, I know this from personal experience. I go to gun shows all the time because I fucking love it. Mm -hmm. You get to see all kinds of cool stuff. You can, you find stuff that you can't find at stores or online. Just, I mean, I love it. You go to a gun show over off Bannister Road where the old HQ used to be. It's KCSG Soccer Complex now, but they rent out the facility. You go over there and you walk around for two days, you will have six different guys walk up to you and say, hey, you want to buy this AR? Mm -hmm. Because people buy them thinking they're cool and they want to keep it, and then they're like, I don't fucking need this. And literally the guy will walk up to you. You do not have to search these people out. Mm -hmm. They will walk up to you and say, hey, you want to buy this? Oh, yeah, sure. All right. Boom, got you an AR right there. Yeah. I mean... I think that the way the Constitution is written, that that is how it's supposed to be. I 100% believe that. You should be able to do that. Mm -hmm. But I don't know how to quantify keeping these crazy fucking lunatics that think they're men, Here's, but they're born a woman, and they have mental health issues. How, other than getting away from that style of stuff, how do I keep the gun away from them? And she even went to the store and got hers. I just, right. Here's, here's the, here's the sad truth. It's not the weapon. It's the evil. Yeah. You will never stop evil. Evil will be in America 24, seven, 365. If you take away the guns, they'll kill people with knives. If you take away knives, they'll kill people by drowning them. If you take away water, they'll kill people with fire. I, I evil I, will constantly move yeah. around in order to achieve its deed. And there's, always evil people so unless you can find a way to like rid the world of evil you will always have these types of atrocities 
And that's and, what, and I didn't want to. Ju- that's why I was saying, you know, I don't want to go into the mental health issues of why people are. But that kind, of, what you're saying there is the same thing. Is you know those mental health issues are happening, but it's because of evil, and right. we're not going to get into all that stuff today. But but you're right. I mean, like the Romans used to when they would sack a city, they take all the babies and they go up to the top of the wall and they throw them off. Right. I mean, that's they true. They didn't ban walls. No, yeah, that's that is true evil. Like when you can literally take a baby and go up to a wall and just throw them off right. because you don't agree with that tribe or city or whatever, like that's pure evil. Right. Right. But here's the thing. Had they had guns in the Roman era, they would have shot the babies. Right. Yeah. So it's not the fact, it's not the weapon. Yeah. It's the evil. Yeah. And uh, the weapons just make it a little bit easier, but it will like, we're talking easier by a fraction. Um, I mean, how many stories have you heard where, you know, moms with depression drown their babies? Yeah. Right? They got postpartum so bad that they just, they're losing their shit. Um, Or chemically, you know what that is? That's a mental health issue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, Or you got people with spousal, you know, issues and they, you know, murder, suicide or, you know, whatever the case may be. No matter the weapon. Right? Yeah. It could be burning the house down. It could be poisoning them. Like, there's a thousand different ways to harm somebody. You take away the easiest, they just move to the next. And so that's where I struggle with the whole gun thing is like, guns are just the easiest. But if you take away guns, mm. for one, it doesn't solve the issue. I mean, look at Chicago. Um, but but outside of that, they just move to the next thing. They'll, yeah. You're, I, mean, back, you, I mean, you go all the way back to the Roman days, they were throwing people off walls. What, what are you going to do? Ban walls? Yeah, and so like, he, you know, the kid that stabbed those four college students. I mean, he stabbed them. Yeah. I mean, it. I mean, that's up close and personal. Would it have been easier for him to take a gun and put a silencer on it, which everyone, hey, look, it's a two-liter bottle stuffed with some stuff. It's easy. It's not hard. You don't have to register. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he could have done that. No. He's a psychopath and an evil son of a bitch, and he literally stabbed, was it four or was it two? I don't know. I don't want to get my facts wrong, but I stabbed them to death while they slept. Yeah. I mean, that is dark. Well, here's the thing. The biggest atrocity against America in the modern times... It was done with no guns. 9-11 was done with zero guns. With yeah. fucking box knives. Yeah. Which, right? which I don't... I don't want to get started in this, but I'm going to anyway. You're going to go all Alex Jones here? Well, I mean, how do you not fucking... A a guy's got a box knife. How do you not just get on him? Like, you might get cut to death, but you may... And that one guy, who was the guy that... He was on the phone with his wife and... Yeah, crash the plane. let's roll. And they go up there and they take the plane over because they knew they were trying to kill people. And they all sacrificed themselves. Yeah. I mean, they all should be wearing medals of honor. Right, right. But here's the thing. It's fucking box knives. What are you people doing? What's the commonality between 9-11 and everything else? It's not guns. It's, it's evil. evil. Pure evil. And you will never rid the world of evil. So stop worrying about the tool. Focus on the evil. And, yeah. And recognize evil will always be here. You have to find a way to deal with it. Let's, let's talk so, about one more thing with that. Just like what you were saying, if they get rid of guns and you can't get rid of evil... And then the government becomes evil, and they have all the guns. What are you gonna do? Uh, you're fucked, panic. is what you yeah, are. I'm gonna panic. You're <laughs> fucked, and you're moving somewhere where no one. I, I mean, that's just sudden, what it is. Everyone goes to Mexico instead of Mexicans coming here. <laughs> I, well, I don't want to talk about that either. Me and my friend, 
Byron, his name is Byron Alvarez. He's from Mexico. He's a citizen here now. Yeah. And uh, he used to play for the Portland Timbers, soccer player. And we've had some conversations about, like, why is Mexico so bad? I, I'm not going to say what he said, but well, it's, it's, it's just, I, I mean, it's just, I don't get, that's a whole, that, you know what? Next next week, we'll talk about that. Well, I want to inject something like, oh, it's oh weird. here we go. It's weird how many, like, you'll have like half a dozen red flags they find out after the person goes insane and yeah. sees people. They're like, Oh yeah, Les. He killed his grandma the day before, or it's like whatever. It's like, yeah. oh, his Facebook said he's gonna threaten this. I'm like, how do people not see all those red flags? And I'm I like, don't get that either. Because well, here's here's why. We've talked about this before. Oh, the Facebook funnel. No, no one's seeing it. Our judicial system is set up to help the criminal. Well, just because they said they posted on Facebook that they were going to kill somebody, we can't actually take them at their word for that because freedom of speech and I love the I love the they're poor and they're oppressed. We have to give them a break. <laughs> like what the fuck is that about? I mean, we have the person who stole one of our tablets on video. We have their license plate and the police say they can't even go to their house. Yeah. So like you think somebody makes some hollow threat on Facebook and the police are going to act on that? No. No. Right? No. They're not. Yeah. We just burned 30 minutes. I know. I'm like, Typically, the intro is supposed to be 10. My face is like... Good day fired up. Burning. Well, you always notice, too, these I was mad when I got here. That didn't fucking help. No. I mean... <laughs> these mass shootings, it's like you see several more. They, they kill, like, their family member before they go to the school. They'll kill, like, their grandma or their guardian, and then they go to school and shoot up. I'm like, that's kind of like... That's yeah. Tr- that's dark. Very, yeah. But very those terrible. are... Those when, are tying up loose ends. When that happens... <laughs> That happen. It's happening so swiftly that yeah. you can't connect all those dots yet. So all right, let's the, the let's, one thing I will find out, or the one thing I find incredibly odd about this is like all the body cam footage is already out and available, but yet before no free advertising. Uh, <laughs> uh, before like like the Uvalde school shooting, yeah, God, it was weeks before we even saw anything, yeah. and then when we saw anything, it was like eight seconds from a security camera. Well, now we have like 43 angles from 43 different body cams. Like, how'd she get, like, that's a long gun she had. Like, you see her on the camera. I'm like, how did she sneak in with that? She didn't sneak in. She shot through the the glass. Shot the glass (laughs) out. Walked in. And I've been saying this for a long time. Every school has to have an officer. I don't fucking get it. In 1996, Blue Springs South had an officer. We had two. On the premises with a loaded weapon and a shotgun or an AR in his car. 24 7. Yep. It's 2022. Yeah. I mean, it's been 20 years since Columbine, I think. Or yeah. Probably longer than that. Are you telling me that these rich ass schools can't afford to pay one fucking cop off duty to be there? Because well, it's a lot of money. But no, have you seen our new soccer stadium? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not a lot of money. Uh, like, Chad, uh, my friend Chad Flynn and I were talking about this. I was like, like, if it got to the point where they were, they would say, hey, we can't. You know, this and that. I said, if you went to the parents and said, hey, we are going to allow a group of you to get together if you want, and you can all take a day. Yeah. Like, I would take a day a week. I would take a day a month. If they let me put my body armor on and take my rifle and just walk the halls, right? I would do it. There's yeah. no... If they said, we can't have a cop up here, this is the only way we can do it. Dude, there'd be 50 people at, our, at Layla's elementary school that said, yeah, we'd do it. Right. Chad said the same. He's like, dude, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, he's like, fuck yeah, I'd do it. I want to say I saw that somewhere 
where they had well, like, there volunteers. Are, there are volunteers yeah, some, there, places. There's some places. It's, in are. super small towns, they do that. Yeah. Well, if Biden was in charge of it, he would make sure that an ice cream truck came by to help make those volunteers. Don't happen. fire me up about that fucking white, <laughs> privileged, worthless let's, motherfucker. Let's let's roll Fuck on him. to topic number two. Fuck him. <laughs> they got enough money to teach queer theory, but not enough money to protect the schools. Right. <laughs> Uh, topic number two is the Move moment. The fuck on the moment of it. truth. So what we're talking about here is uh, this was actually inspired by a uh, phone call I had with a guy named Paul today. Hi Paul. Um, hi Paul. Uh, You're doing great. Paul. Does Paul listen to the podcast? Yeah. What's up, Paul? Yeah. He he was uh, during the phone call. He was talking about how we were talking about playing business, right? And. Um, so the moment of truth has to do with like that pivotal moment where you make the decision to go all in and start your business. And um, it's always going to be adrenaline filled. It's never going to be easy. It's never going to be comfortable. You may look back on it and decide like, ah, it wasn't as bad as I was making it out to be. But in the moment, it's always going to be uncomfortable. So here's... Three things that you can do to ease that comfort a little bit. One, do the math, right? So in in Paul's case, um, he has a full-time job at one place that offers benefits, and then like three days a week, he's doing plumbing, and he's trying to start a plumbing company. And he's like, well, it's just hard to walk away from the benefits and everything else. And I totally get it. Like, I've it's, had those same thoughts, right? We In episodes one through nine, we talk about it an entire episode about yep. how hard it is. But how to prepare is what's more important. Yeah. And he's prepared. He's just having a hard time pulling the trigger. And so I said, dude, it's a simple math problem. Go back over the last month and look at how much you make per day doing your day job and how much you make per day when you're plumbing. And then run the math. And let's just say, just using round numbers, let's say you make $500 a day at your day job and you make $600 a day plumbing. Well, it's literally costing you $100 a day to stay at your day job. I We're talking net numbers here, right? It, not not gross earnings, net numbers. I was thinking benefits, but okay. Right. okay. So uh, in part of that math, this is step two, source your private insurance. Because a lot of times, one of the biggest things that's keeping you from starting your own company is your current job has benefits and your future self-employment job has none. So do yourself the due diligence. Reach out to some private insurance brokers and look up for private insurance. Find out what it's going to cost to get your family covered for private insurance. Um, Now, understand that the government has some pretty strict regulations on private insurance brokerages. And so you don't have to do a ton of shopping around. No, they're they pretty are, legit. They are all going to be within dollars of each other for your monthly plan. And I mean dollars. Yeah. Um, they have if, to be. Yeah, they have to if be. If they want to do it, they regulate it that way. Yes. There I mean, is so much regulation with that. So if you're shopping around and you get a policy quote for $2,000 a month for your family from company A, and insurance company B says you know, $2,050 a month. And insurance company C says $1,600 a month. That is a giant red flag because I can guarantee you there is a massive discrepancy in the $1,600 policy versus the $2,000 policies. So yeah. 
Uh, I'm not saying you shouldn't go with the 1600. I'm just saying that that is not the same. You're not comparing apples to apples. Well, I was just going to say, you have to make sure that it's apples to apples. You can look at that policy and it could be no eye care on one. Right. And two of your kids wear glasses. You know, Could be higher deductibles, could be lower coverages. All kinds of stuff. Lots of things. However, when you're comparing apples to apples to apples at all three places, you're going to find that their quotes are within like 50 bucks a month of each other because the government kind of makes it that way. And I've seen guys panic. Like... You know, they literally, they're the whole time they're worried. I could be, I'm missing out on $200 here, $200 there. They, don't panic because, like Mitch said, it is once you actually sign the paperwork and get down to the nitty gritty, it's it's literally within 20 bucks. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it is not something to be worried about. The number that they're telling you is the number. I mean, yep. that's going to be it. It's a hard number and it's going to stay that number unlike everything else for a long time. So that gives you, like he's saying, it gives you the math to know, okay, if I do it, I need this much money for that. Right. And that's just what it is. Yeah. So like when I started our business, we had, I think, probably three major hard costs. We had a ton of costs, but we had like three major hard costs. Um, truck payment. Because I financed my first van. I, I financed that van before I walked away from my W2 we'll start job. start calling you Mr. Finance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> financed the first job or first van before I walked away from my W2 earnings to preserve cash flow. Um, business insurance, uh, which when you're a plumber is not overly cheap. Um, just because plumbers it's, can it's, cause a lot of damage. It's not so, it's not awful, but it ain't great. It's well, when you're a service plumber, it's totally different than when you're like a new construction plumber. Compared sure. to HVAC insurance, it's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then my third and final big expense was private healthcare because I was walking away from that, right? Yep. So, as I'm doing the math, step 1 of the moment of truth, as I'm doing that math and looking at like what is it going to take, part of that math is private health insurance. Yeah. So, Figure up all your costs and then figure up how much you're making each day as a plumber and then compare that. So take a month's worth of earnings as a plumber, take a month's worth of costs, and then you end up with your net number, right? And then go see what you earn in a month at your day job. And you'll realize pretty quick that you're probably going to make more as a plumber, especially once you quit your day job and you free up 40 hours a week to go do more plumbing. Yeah. So exactly. Um, that's <laughs> well, and you can advertise, and you can do what we talk about about getting work from Facebook groups and and doing your community you, work and everything else. You're literally all you're doing, or all Paul's probably doing is when people call, he does work. Yeah, and yeah. then he that guy tells his neighbor. Yep. I mean, he literally is spending no time probably trying to get work. Right. You know. And, and so yeah, right now Paul's in kind of that fun sweet spot of. Fat money, well, <laughs> and just some small. It's still got benefits. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's not side work. Like he's he's legit. Um, uh, I, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, he's legit, but he's still got the the security net, so to speak, of of the the day job and the comfort with that and the benefits with that and everything else. But all it <clears> takes <throat> is a little bit of a a perspective shift to realize, like, how much more could I make as a plumber if I quit my day job? And then now I'm available 40 more hours a week to do plumbing. Like, holy shit, we could stand this up. It, you know, and I want to say, too, that, you know, a lot of people, I don't, I, I doubt this is Paul's problem, but, you know, a lot of people, 
they, it, it's not necessarily the money or being afraid that they can't make the money. It's, it's, they haven't in their mind made up, I want to own this business and I want to do this full time and I want to make this my life. Because it, it's, let's be honest, it's easy when you work for someone at the end of the day to go, I'm going home and I don't have to think about it. Like it's literally, it's over. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we talk about a lot. You know, some people just aren't ready. Some people aren't aren't built for that. They just they just aren't. Yep. And it makes them unhappy when to it would make them unhappy to run a business. So it's you know it, it, not Paul specifically, but a lot of people will hold on to that and say, you know what? If I don't want to go run those plumbing jobs, I don't have to. Right. And if I want to call in sick after a Chiefs game for the AFC Championship game on a Monday morning, I can. I'm not going to get fired. I don't have to reschedule jobs that I made over here. So sometimes it's people just aren't ready or aren't willing. Mm-hmm. But like we talk about a lot, when people do make that change, the majority of them that are on the fence are glad that they did it. You well, know, and I think Paul is that way. So shameless plug, Paul signed up for Trade Wins today, yep. the Trade Wins coaching program. And I think that that's really in his heart, and that's what he wants to do. Right. You know, Jorge had the same problem. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a problem. So, hey, Jorge, I know you listen still. What's up, bud? Hi, Jorge. <laughs> um, Talk he, to you Friday. You know, he, he was. He will always have a special place in my heart because he's the first one. I think he's the very first person that reached out and was serious about, hey, I'm afraid. I have kids. Yep. I, I have insurance. I have this, and I have that. I mean, he was lit. He wanted to start and wasn't sure. And now, just from this podcast... He's killing it. He's He's got another guy kind of working part-time for him. He's got his van all wrapped up. Like, Yeah. Like, he's loving the fact that he made that jump, right? But his, his initial questions were the same thing. Mm-hmm. He was he was worried that... And, and I'll remember it forever, probably, because he was really the first one. I remember sitting here thinking... And I was it was like I was talking to him. He wasn't here, but I was like, dude, you can do it. Right. You can do it. Paul can do it. These guys can do it. They have the work rolling. They're ready to go. They just need, like you say, that moment of truth, that push over the edge. I can do it. Right. And Mitch is talking about making it into a, you know, a mathematical equation Mm -hmm. for those of you that are very analytical like Mitch. For me, a guy that's emotional, I, I, I don't know if Jorge is this way or not. Sometimes you just need a kick in the ass. Sometimes you just need to say, fuck it and do you it. You can do it. Right. You guys can do it. Oh, so You can fucking do it. So step three in the moment of truth is ring the bell. Right. right? So um, I used to, when I worked out with uh, Tyler at Dog Pound, uh, which I was just there on Sunday. KC Dog Pound. Dog Pound KC. Dog Pound KC, yeah. that's right. I was just there on Sunday. That's fucked up because I just was um, wearing my green. He gave us green shirts. Yeah. Long sleeve workout. They're awesome. I wore mine yesterday. Um, they had a they sponsored a UFC fighter and they were letting her train. It was a female fighter and they were letting her train at Dog Pound. Nice. And so I was talking to her about like, like what is that like, right? And she's like, it's fucking crazy. You practice and you practice and you train and you train and you practice, but you're never ready for that bell to ring. No. And guess what? That bell rings. And it takes about two or three punches to the face before you're like, we ain't playing anymore. Yeah. We're in this, right? Yeah. So business is very similar to the same way. You can prep and you can prep and you can think you got everything in a row and you can think you got it all figured Mm -hmm. out. But guess what? You're going to have about two or three things that happen right after you start in business that you're like, well, fuck, I guess we're in this now. 
Like this is yeah, this it, is I, business. I'm not turning around now. Yeah. We're deep. What Let's am I go. Do? Go ask for my old job back. No, no. you're right? gonna. That bell rings. You're into business for yourself. You ain't playing anymore. You know the human spirit. People talk about it all the time. You don't know how tough you are until you're in the desert and you've been there for three days. Yeah. I, I, like you learn who you are. Yeah. Business is like a dumbed down version of that. Yeah. Like you're like literally you wake up and some people are confident and they're going and they're carrying on. Some people wake up in a cold fucking sweat and they're like, holy shit, what did I get myself into? Yeah. But literally, no matter who you are, you learn in those... You continuously learn, but in that man, those first two months, you realize, yeah, I can, I am so much more capable than I thought I was. Yeah, I, I literally can do all this stuff, and now basically you prove it to yourself. Yeah, that's what you're doing. You're proving to yourself that you can get it done. Yeah, and it's almost, it's a weird feeling. It's like an awe and a shock and a oh shit and a. It, it all wrapped into one and all, then all summarized with a I fucking did it. Yeah. It, it's it. so it's so weird. Like yeah. I'll remember the first the first year I filed taxes and Janine, my wife, poor Janine, she was so worried. She was like and, and I'd been socking money away. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't remember what I set aside. It, the first year I think I set aside like fifteen thousand dollars. Like not a lot, you know, but that's what I thought I was gonna have to pay for taxes. Because she was still working on, I'm socking money away. She says, how much do you think we're going to have to pay? I was like, babe, I have no idea. You know, I, I just, I don't know. Like at, at that time in my business growth, I was blind green. as a bat. Yep. I had no fucking idea what was going to happen. And then they came back and they were like, well, you owe $4,800. I wrote the check and I looked at the 15000 and I was like. Bonus. I wrote that check and I gave it to her and I was like. We're good. We're good. And Got I mean, this. like, I was so proud. I was like chest puffed out. I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's another level when you're providing for yourself by yourself. Yep. Like my name was on the front of the check. I signed the check. My name was on the payout line. Yep. And I even wrote it on the back to deposit it, even though I didn't have to, just because I could, you know, and you go to the bank with that check the first time and you're like, here. I made this. The, the t- first off, the teller don't give a fuck. No, but I was proud. I was like, "Here's my, ch-, you know." Yeah. I mean, it, it's that, an it's that teller an saw other... a six hundred thousand dollar check earlier that day. That your, your five thousand dollar <laughs> yeah, check. My check, like, my eighteen hundred dollar check was piddly ass crap. No one <laughs> gave a fuck. But you know who did? I did. Yeah, and it literally changed the way I thought about everything yep. at the time. You know, and you know we have testimonials all the time, just just from the podcast that are like. There was one today yeah, that you put on your Facebook. And yep. I, I think I shared it. I don't remember. But it's like... Yeah, you shared it, and then you liked your own post. Fuck yeah, I, I did. I fucking <laughs> laughed my ass off at that. So what I do is I do that, and then I just go through all like the first ones I care about. I'm like, 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 like. Oh, that was mine. <laughs> it's too late. It's over. I've already I've already done it. Because like I'm working. You know I'm doing stuff, uh, and I do that's it. That's funny. I need a Facebook fucking 101, but to be honest, that's why I got Mitch. It's uh, lesson two in trade wins, by the way. Always be, uh, <laughs> always be partners with someone that's smarter than you. That's like rule number one. Wait, this is like that Spider-Man meme where we're both pointing at each other. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know I, I I've lost my train of thought. Mitch fucked me all up. But you know when you have realized what you're capable of and you're really rolling. I mean, there's just you know there's nothing more satisfying. Yeah. 
then it's time to change gears and take it up a notch. But you've it, at that moment yeah. you've proved to yourself that we did it. Yeah, we successfully left the W two, and we're rolling on our own, right? Yeah. Um, topic three: accidental narcissism. So, hey, hang on, I got to turn Austin's mic off. <laughs> <laughs> this this topic was actually inspired by Austin. So. Yeah, there he is. 85 podcasts later. Hey, yeah. almost a year with the company and finally had a good idea. <laughs> hey, this yeah. is for Austin. Oh, there it is. Congratulatory beverage. I wish that's, I had it. Should have brought a champagne cork. Like, that's a bush heavy. That's not even a bush light. These are Mitch's. I, someone brought them to his house and I've been whittling through them Those for like... from two Halloweens ago. Well, I've been whittling through them for a, <laughs> at least since the last Halloween. So, right. um, So... Ugh. We'll preface this by saying the term narcissism or narcissist is thrown around way too much today, and it's thrown around by a bunch of people who don't even know what it is, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, let's... Why don't you read what the definition of narcissist or narcissism is? Yep. How let, long is it going to take you? Let me pull it Do up. Do you want me to fill? No, no, no. Hey, if you like what you're hearing on The Void and you want even more info, we just started a mentorship program specifically for trades professionals to start their business or to get their business to an incredibly healthy position. So if you'd like more info, click on the link in the description of this show. Okay, so narcissism is the excessive interest in or the admiration of one's self and one's physical appearance. It can be selfishness involving a sense of entitlement or a lack of empathy, needing admiration as characterizing a physical type or a personality type. It can be self-centeredness arising from failure to distinguish the self from external objects, either in very young babies or as a feature of a mental disorder. So if you really break that down, there is nowhere near as much narcissism going on in the world as you would like to think. What? Now here, hold the on. The selfish part, yes. Hold on. But the combination, no. You go one down. Five habits of a narcissist. Uh, this is on Google, by the way. Um, <laughs> Shameless Google plug. Yeah. Like, they don't have enough fucking money. So, uh, inflated ego... Uh, those who suffer from narcissism usually see themselves as superior to others. Okay. Uh, lack of empathy, need for attention, repressed insecurities, and very few boundaries. Okay. So where this problem happens is you get somebody who doesn't really understand what people are. And you're going to like... Let's say where, where this happens all the time is exes, ex-spouses, right? Oh, they were a narcissist, and I had to get away from that relationship. <laughs> yeah, they had a flated ego, right? They, they usually saw themselves superior to others. Well, maybe, Meanwhile, the other spouse is saying the exact same thing. Right, right. <laughs> it wasn't you going with your friends instead of spending yeah. time with your Yeah, <laughs> and then both of them ran to their mom saying, rrr, rrr. Hey, yeah, guess what? You're both probably narcissists. <laughs> Lack of empathy. Well, he never cared for me. He always told me I was like being dramatic. Well... Maybe you were. <laughs> bitch, makes, maybe you are dramatic. I mean, and I don't mean bitch woman there, because I've heard lots of women call their husbands bitches. So <laughs> Yeah. Need for attention. In failing marriages, both of them have a need for attention that isn't being met. That yeah. doesn't mean that both of them are narcissists, right? That's right. Um, repressed insecurities. 
Oh, this probably comes from long talks with mom. <coughs> Mitch. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this probably comes from long talks with mom while you're talking about your relationship and, oh, he was abused as a child or, you know. Yeah. Well, oh I'm just kidding. Mitch. Yeah. Mitch is, does, he's not insecure. Or, or my favorite, <laughs> few boundaries. He's arrogant as fuck. <laughs> I have no Confident, boundaries. Confident, not arrogant. <laughs> few boundaries. Well, he sure didn't have any boundaries when he couldn't keep his hands out of Margaret's pants, you know, like. <laughs> Lucky Margaret. So, well, I mean, the it's pretty easy to look at these stereotypical five most common characteristics of a narcissist and then try to blame this person as being a narcissist, right? However, you go back to the definition of narcissism, and very few people are going to meet that definition. Excessive interest or admiration in one's self or one's physical appearance. Like, excessive interest, right? That's yeah. not just saying, like, the definition is not interest or admiration in one's self or one's physical appearance. Because I have that, right? I want to make sure I look good. I want to make sure I'm confident. I want to make sure I my wife is proud to call me her husband. Like all of that stuff. Mitch is making me feel bad. Like I just I don't care Dave, at all. Yeah, I'm wearing Dave fucking gets black sweats a year. Black sweatpants, brown <laughs> sweatshirt. I haven't had my hair cut in like fucking four months. Right. What we're talking about God. is excessive interest in that. Yeah. Right. So much so that, like, it in it occupies a space in your life, in your daily life. Like, it, that's you are extremely you focused on it all the time. And it gives you a sense of entitlement, right? Yeah. So I look so good. Look at me. I look, I'm just awesome. And that's not, look, that's not a girl thing. I know meathead losers that are at the gym all the time. They're like, look at me. Yeah. yeah. Look, I'm just, I'm so bad at it. It's everyone. Okay. Well, you're damn straight. When I finally get down to a six pack, you're going to hear about it. <laughs> But that's that's not narcissism. That's like, hey, I've accomplished something and I'm willing to talk about it. I'm 41. I've had a six pack my whole life. I don't know what the fucking oh, big deal is. Shit. I sent you a picture last year. Uh, that was a dick pic. <laughs> that was a different pic, and that was only to make you jealous. That wasn't your dick. So. <laughs> you were holding it, but it wasn't. <laughs> so. Don't judge me, <laughs> you son of a bitch. So where this, where a lot of this comes uh, from. Oh, my God. Is, For those of you that don't watch on YouTube, we're going to start putting photos and stuff up on <laughs> because you're going to, I mean, whew, we're going to start doing it. We yeah. have to. Uh, so There's just so much more content we could give you guys. It's just funny. <laughs> top five characteristics of a narcissist, inflated ego. There is a difference between ego in someone who has confidence, right? Uh, confidence comes from making small promises to yourself and keeping those small promises to yourself. That does not mean you have an ego, right? If I make a promise to myself that I'm going to read a book every day, like read a portion of a book every day, and I'm going to go to the gym every day, and I'm going to eat somewhat healthy every day. Well, by the time I've done that for a week guess what? I've got a little bit of confidence with me, right? Right. That does not mean I have an inflated ego. Yes, it does. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> so I'm kidding. I'm the, kidding. The problem... You're right. The problem with that is, is uh, I mean, really, it's shallow-minded people, people that can't really see too much into depth. Well, it, well, people... You know, the real problem is people see what they want to see, and they don't want to see the work that 
other people have put in to gain their confidence, to right. become who they are. They want to and judge they, the result. And they, they immediately want to judge you based on the few things that they've seen. That's why I think, this is a little off topic, but I think judgment in this country has gone way, way too far. You don't, you know, especially with social media, you see a 30-second clip and instantly you think you know someone or instantly you think that you have a grasp on what's going on. And that's just not the truth. Um, you really need to be able to step back and say, okay, how did they get there? What has happened? What has made them that type of person? Yeah. You need to have empathy towards that person, even if you're envious of that person. Yep. Because that that gives you a humble judgment of who they really are. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because let's, let's be honest. Just right now, I'm going to throw myself under the bus. I, earlier, we were just kind of joking. I said, meet heads at the gym. Mm-hmm. Every guy that is ripped that's working out at the gym is not a meathead. Right. But what I said was judgmental about them. Not necessarily. It depends on your level of confidence. Well, I'm just using that as an example. Yeah. So, but that's what most people do. So like... Right? So someone that's working at the gym like that, like, you know, their immediate response is, that's a meathead. Well, you don't know that. That guy could be the most humble, nice guy... He just works out, loves working out, and is that type of person, and and he's not a meathead, arrogant asshole. Right. You know what I, I mean? I but you think immediately of, think of that, but that's not necessarily what it is. I can think of five guys at the gym right now that are killing it, right? I've gone... Uh, so I switched from Dog, Town, Dog Pound to Planet Fitness. Nothing against Dog Pound. Tyler um, Maidman, love you, bud. Yeah, no, love him to death. Still promote the hell out of him. Yeah, I um, wear, dude, when I wear that shirt, people are like, you work out there? I was like, no. I said, but Tyler's awesome. Yeah. I, I, For me, it was a scheduling no, thing. I like him. It, I, it was nice more, of a, more of a timing and scheduling thing and, than anything else. And especially, if you, you know what? Shameless plug. We've mentioned him on the show. If you're looking to get back into shape and change your diet and get on a real workout regimen... In Blue Springs, that's the best place to go. I haven't seen anybody okay. do more body transformations than he has. Yeah, he's like, it's insane. Best so, place to go in Blue Springs, hands down. When Tyler, I go, so I go to I go to Planet Fitness now. It just fits fits my schedule a little bit more. Um, when when I'm there, I can think of five guys right now that are absolutely killing it in the gym. Okay, um, what I mean by that is they're lean, uh, they got good physique, like they're. They're building their body with purpose, right? Like they've they've got the shape that they're looking for, and and so on. One of those five, I would probably call a meathead. Four of those five are going in there, they're putting in the work, they're doing the thing, and they're leaving. One of those five spends half his time in the mirror flexing and staring at himself. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's where yeah. I would call that like obsessive or excessive adoration of oneself. Narcissist. Right. Right. So, but just because you go to the gym every day and you're disciplined on your diet and you're disciplined on your workout routine and you're achieving results doesn't mean you're a meathead, doesn't mean you're a narcissist because they're just coming in. They're not saying a word to anybody and they're leaving. Now, the one guy that I would probably call a meathead spends half his time flirting with the ladies, right? Like I think you mean lucky. Not lucky. <laughs> I've seen one of the ladies, I joke around with this with my wife all the time. One of the ladies he flirts with all the time, she wears a tank top that says tits and tats, and she has neither. I don't get it. That's not good. Yeah. I'm like, 
I don't see either on you. So uh, let's. So we've kind of basically what we've been doing is just kind of defining what a narcissist is because no one knows. Let's talk about how it. So let, let's talk about just how that affects business as an owner, yeah. as someone that is in charge of people. You know, when you are in charge of people and you can't let go of the jobs that they're on, if you're a boss, if you're an owner of a company and you cannot let your guys go and work on their own and finish jobs on their own without hovering over them like a helicopter parent, you might be a narcissist. Okay. If you think that you all the time have to, Oh, they can't handle it. I've got to jump in there and do it. I, they just can't do it without me. Right. You might be a narcissist. And the reason we bring that up is because your business will not grow. If that's your mindset. Okay. First off, if you get five guys, you can't be at every job. It's impossible. Right. Okay, you just you you cannot be at every job. What does business growth take? Independent workers. Right. Okay, especially in the service industry. Mitch does not helicopter his guys. Mm-mm. They go out there, they're on their own for sales. I should they're not on their own for if sales anything, and getting it done. My guys. Like, <laughs> yeah. Kind of leave them for a minute and like, did let you them... say Benghazi? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That is fucking great. I mean, I, I <laughs> you got me off track. Stop. Okay. <laughs> but if you, if you cannot leave your guys to make sales or finish jobs on their own, you will not grow. You right. have to have guys with that can make sales and do the work and build the work and have money coming in without you being there. Right. Especially in the service-based industry, you could just cannot do it. You can helicopter a couple of guys, you get to four, it's over. Yeah. Okay. And that's, you know, guys will say, they'll come out and say, well, I just can't find good guys to work on their own. I have to be there to hold them. Are you sure it's them or is it you? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You cannot, I, I can't leave guys on their own. That might be your insecurities or you're afraid to let go and let them just fly and be on their own. If you want it done right, you got to do it yourself. <laughs> 100% correct. Mitch Smedley, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, that's a point. It, that mindset of always having to be there and always have to be in control, then that is a problem. Yeah. You cannot grow beyond two or three people and have that happen. Let's say you have two or three people and you have a secretary. Now you've got four. You're telling me you have to stand over her and make sure I shouldn't say her. You have to stand over the secretary and make sure they're doing the right thing. Right. And you have to go to everyone's job at the end of the day and make sure they've done the right thing. And you have to double check the sales calls they've made before they've started the work and say, hey, did they make everything that yeah. you know you wanted? You just can't do it. You cannot grow a successful company with more than two people and be that way. Right. You have to get past that. So I want to... I was rambling there. You're fine. You're Does fine. it make sense? I want to dive into five qualities of a good leader in a good business. Oh, okay. I like okay. this. So, what do you got? Uh, a good leader is going to not be afraid to push the boundaries, right? They're going to charge into areas and try and, and risk failure. 
Okay, that's you, a, that's a sign of a good leader. Do now, you mean in in business or like in a job? In, in business, in a job sense, in a business, in okay. business. Um, they're going to try into areas knowing they might fail, but knowing that the rewards might be worth it. Right. Right. Um, they are also going to know their numbers well enough that they're going to have a certain list of hot button issues that they want checked every day. They want to check revenue every day. They want to check sold hours every day. They, there's certain things that they want to check every day. Like for me, I want revenue checked every day. I want sold hours checked every day. I want call slots on the board checked every day. In other words, how full were we on our schedule? Um, I want opportunity, call, like how many times did the phone ring today and how many calls did we land, right? You give me those five things and I can pretty much judge a snapshot of how we're doing in business and where we need to make changes, okay? Um, a good leader also communicates with the needed people in their team very well. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So in other words, like we recently hired a <clears throat> VA. I meet with her every morning at nine o'clock, like clockwork. Um, I can think of in the last few weeks, I can think of maybe one time where we scrapped the meeting, but it didn't matter because she already had like a boatload of work to do. So the meeting was kind of useless. Um, but I need attention from her every day. Right. Um, a good leader will also be very understanding while also being stern. They will, um, they'll be understanding of the situation, but they're also immediately going to advise you how to get out of the situation. They're not going to dilly dally around in like, Oh, I'm sorry. You're in that. Right. It's, <laughs> it's like, here's what you need to do to fix it and let's move on. Right. Because yeah. a good leader is all about speed and moving forward. Well, it, it, and confidence in that situation. Exactly. Well, you know and that's I mean? the final one is a good leader has confidence. Okay? I'm not I'm not looking at Mitch's notes, by the way. No, no, no. But, but the but final you, one is confidence. When okay? you said that before that, that that takes confidence. Right. Now, you're, you're exuding what that is. Let's let's go back. So we just went over the five qualities of a good leader, right? Yeah. Let's reverse I like those good the examples. five qualities of a narcissist. Few boundaries. <laughs> repressed were, insecurities. I knew you were going there. Need for attention, lack of empathy, and inflated ego. So it's highly possible that a good leader under the wrong mindset could be perceived as a narcissist when actually they're a, they're actually a good leader, right? They're willing to push the boundaries. They they have a few things that they want checked every day. They want to check in with certain people every day because they know that's what keeps moving the event forward. Um, they, they're, they're empathetic to your needs, but they're also not going to dilly dally around in the sadness. Like they know that the solution is moved past it. Well, some people may say that's lacking empathy. Um, and then it's very easy to alternate ego with confidence. What, what one person may look at as confident, another person may look at as ego, right? Right. So that's where we come up with the topic of accidental narcissism is, are they a narcissist or are they just a really good leader? Well, uh, and I'm not, I'm not putting myself in that. I'm no, just no, like, no, no, like no. Uh, I, if I were to look at anybody in this, I would say like Trump. Trump gets labeled a narcissist quite a bit. First off, he is a narcissist. 
I, I'm not diving into that. Yeah. I just, I just can't. But I just, like, I, I mean, we're already on an hour five. I don't have another half hour to talk about <laughs> the guy like, I oh, hate no. and the guy I like. That's I really one person, you know? I but, mean, but what I'm saying is like, Trump's a damn good leader, but you, you could, you could go either way with the mindset. Right. So ultimately I think what we're trying to say is really good leaders are kind of borderline narcissists they, maybe they're on the fence i will say if there's a spectrum they're on it <laughs> they're on the fence and i will say a good leader okay has the ability to with one employee know which side of the fence to be on and a bad leader doesn't know and he will push the boundaries and offend people and be a pain yeah. and be and not help his company grow. A good leader knows what buttons to push. Right. Okay. And that person has narcissistic qualities, but is not a narcissist. Right. Okay. That person knows that Jim needs me to be there on the job a little bit. Right. That person knows that, hey, Steve doesn't need me, but he needs me to push him and call him in this area. Okay. Just because, you know, you were saying at the end of the day, you need, you want to have these, these five things or this, whatever. That doesn't push over the fence of being a helicopter boss. Right. You know, and, and what's really interesting to me is the way that, people work in general is obviously we're all different. We all react different. Okay. Bosses react different to certain employees, employees, eight employees could react different to that boss, but a good leader knows how to handle all of those different situations individually or in a group setting. Mm -hmm. Okay. The big things you can handle in a group setting, the small things you have to take on one-on-one -on -one. and you will instantly know how to handle certain employees in one way or bad employee. I shouldn't say bad employees, different employees in another way. And kind of what we're talking about here, you know, with this talk topic of narcissism is it's weird because we talk about it all the time. You have to be able to look at yourself and realize, realize what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. And it's a very hard thing to do. But if you're going to be successful and have a bunch of guys that really want to go hard for you, you have to be able to do it. And you can work on it. Mm -hmm. I, you know, people say you can't change, you can't do this, you can't do that. I'm going to give you a specific example in my life. I used to be so worried all the time about, you know, this thing happening at work or that thing happening at work. And I mean, my HVAC company... I, I would be so worried that I couldn't sleep at night. I literally could not sleep. And I would be, I would have such anxiety that it would like literally control parts of my life. I was able to teach myself, this is going to sound ridiculous. I was able to teach myself to forget about those things. Mm -hmm. So what I would do is I would write those down and I would teach myself literally you just, just forget about it and let it go. And this took, this is going to sound so insane. It took four or five years for me to write that stuff down and then I could literally forget about it altogether. 
And I never realized, I mean, I, I literally would forget about it and be able to sleep and be able to focus. And then when it came up on the calendar or I would look at my notes, I'd say, oh yeah, I have to do that. But I could sleep. And it, I, I never realized it until later. I literally started doing it all the time. And if I didn't write things down, I would forget about stuff and I would be in deep shit. I'd be like, oh shit, I forgot all about that. Right. And the, uh, this literally happened to me and it sounds insane. But I could control the way I was thinking and what I was doing by just doing it all the time. Just literally was doing it all the time. Right. So no matter what you're doing, you have the mental capacity to do it and to change the way you're thinking about stuff. So if you're a bad you know, boss or you have two guys and you can't get more guys or you can't hire anyone else because you don't think you have the time, maybe you need to change the way you're thinking about things. Yeah, You know, maybe you need to have a little bit more grasp of, of what's going on and, and how you're handling things. And it's, it's really kind of a mind fuck if you want to know the truth. But, but you can do it. You can literally change the way you do things and become a better boss. Yeah. And become a better manager and become a better business owner and become a better dad or husband or whatever. You, everyone says all the time, you do not, you can't change who you are. The fuck you can't. Right. You can, but you have to want to do it and you have to put in the mental work that it takes to get there. So, like, is that been, too much? No, no, no. <laughs> is that I've, too much? I've been open on the show about, like, so last summer, we're coming up on, like, what, maybe 10 months ago or something like that. Uh, my wife and I were not in a good spot. We had gotten in the biggest fight we had ever gotten in our marriage. Yeah, and she was calling me all the time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and and I mean, things were rough, right? I changed who I was for her. I was. I, I remember was able that very to Realize in an instant, and, and I don't know why it took so long to realize it. Uh, it wasn't because I was denying it or anything else, but <clears> all of a sudden, I realized who I was and what she needed and what I was not giving her, and I was able to change that in an instant. <clears throat> The same thing can happen for leadership, right? I'm the leader of our family. So the same thing can happen as a leader of a company. You can realize in an instant what your people aren't getting from you and what they need to get from you. Right. And that's not necessarily that's not to say what they say they aren't getting is what they need, right? Because a lot of people think they need something they don't. And uh, they may say they need more support from you when actually they need more freedom, Right. Um, they may grow actually with a little bit more freedom than more handholding. So um, you have to figure out what they need, not what they say they need. Um, I do want to give I, I want to give some credit back to Austin here for coming up with this topic because where this starts, where this whole thing starts, um, anybody who's worked in a restaurant, has, has probably stayed late on a shift to help out because they had a rush, right? Yeah. And so you stay late and you're like, oh, I'll just do this thing. Oh, I'll just do this thing. Oh, I'll just, I'll, I'll just help you out over here. Oh, I don't have anything else going on. I'll just stay late and do this for you. And the next thing you know, you stayed two or three hours late. Guess what? The restaurant stayed open and yeah. all this stuff. And eventually you're going to leave. And had you have left two or three hours earlier... Guess what? Customers still would have been sat. Food still would have been made. Dishes still would have been washed. The restaurant's doors would still open tomorrow, right? So, Could they, Would they have been as efficient? Maybe not. 
maybe would or they, maybe would they or maybe been, not. Uh, would they have been more efficient? Yeah, maybe. Right. Maybe or, maybe you were a narcissist about it and a control freak about it and Exactly. Maybe those employees needed a little room to breathe because you were literally fucking suffocating them to death. Right. And and honestly, I think that's where like I mean, I'm not shitting you as you're trying to become a really good leader. You're gonna be teetle totaling along on the teetle totaling along. I like that. No, fuck no, it is now. (laughs) Teetle total. You're you're gonna be tiptoeing along on that boundary of like narcissist or effective leader, and if you're ever in that little gray area, always go with the side of giving your people more leash, giving your people more room. Yeah, Um, we learn from failure, and so. The more you let your guys fail, the better your guys will be. And I don't mean guys in the like male, you mean female people. sense. You people. just mean people. Right. So for all you freaking cancel culture people, right. it, it's just, it, it doesn't mean shit. The okay? more just you let on. them fail, the better they will learn, right? You learned everything you learned because you've done it wrong and you failed and now you know how to do it right. We all learn that the stove's hot because we touch a hot stove. Yep. So... You got to let your guys touch the hot stove. And it's kind of painful, but they learn. They figure it out, and, and they move on. So um, you need to do the same. It's, it's just as much important for the guy to touch the hot stove as it is for you to let him do that. Um, I can't stand the saying of like, oh, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. Yeah. Eh, that's probably not true. So the nuance I'd like to add to that is it hits on the boundaries. So it wasn't like for me that situation happened to me, but it wasn't like, oh, um, they can't live without me. The angle that I had it was I had lack of boundaries and I'm like, I don't want them to think I'm like a bad leader, so I'll stay another hour and right. help out. So you can be an introvert and shy and a people pleaser, and that turns you into a narcissist. Well, and so that's, that's a, a good whole, point, Austin. That's a whole next level of leadership. That's, that's good, man. Right. <laughs> that's that's a whole next level of leadership. Is your first level of leadership is thinking you're the head problem solver. Mm. Your next level of leadership is learning that it's your job to teach other people to solve the problems. And if you can teach other people to solve the problems, that's a really good leader, right? So it's not necessarily being the head problem solver. It's, it's being the guy who facilitates the problems getting solved. Um, because, That's well said. Yeah, if, you, if you're the head problem solver, problems don't get solved unless you're there. And that's not a good thing, right? You want problems to be able to be solved even no. when you're gone. No, so. business owners and then GMs. You hire a GM to be the problem solver. And yeah. you, know what, you know what happened whenever I finally got fed up? I mean, this is a downward spiral. Quit? I, I quit out of the blue. Guess what <laughs> Guess what happened? Got it. The restaurant still went on. Yeah. I quit like one of the busiest days of the year. I pulled mm-hmm. up and I just didn't go into work. <laughs> and the thing is, <laughs> the business went on. I was replaced within like... They didn't know who like you were. 24 hours. Right? They had someone in there for me. Yeah, you had a false perception of how important you were at that mm. place, right? And, and, and I'm not saying that bad way. It was so false, it was actually hurting you. Mm-hmm. It was giving you undue stress. It was making you feel like yeah. you weren't up to the task when really mm. it wasn't that yeah, important. Yeah, you were. You were doing a great job, just didn't know it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even within, I mean, I was replaced like instantly. Like, oh, can someone stay late? Okay, like I was literally <laughs> done. Yeah, I was like filled. And so it's like all this stress of like, you know, so that goes to show like 
you know, it doesn't start off as boastful, like the seed of narcissism could be, even if you're shy or an introvert. Right. That, you know, that idea creeps in. And then just understanding that that seed of narcissism is also, there's the there's a fine boundary between narcissism and really good leaders. And you could be a really good leader and nothing close to a narcissist, but you'll still be called one by people yeah. who don't know the difference. Well, yeah. And how that grows, too, is like you stay because you want people to think you're a good leader. And then you see someone else who doesn't stay because they value your time. And then you start to think the next step is like, well, I'm I'm better than them because I'm staying. Yeah. And that's how the seed grows. Yeah. You know? Or maybe they're better than you because they value their family. Yeah. So like Ouch. You, you could kind of go either way, you know <laughs> what I mean? I was still young and single and bachelor padding it up then. So lucky. <laughs> yeah. No shit. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so yeah. Wrap it um, up, Mitch. We, yeah, we ran long on this one, guys. We tried to keep them to an hour. This one was close to an hour 20, so we apologize for that. But you know what? If you it don't, was good stuff. If you don't like it, listen next week. I don't know. Yeah. How about that? I'm actually banned from apologizing, so I do not apologize. So I add that in there. Yeah, he yeah. has. He's been banned from a lot of shit. So <laughs> I, I will throw a PSA out there. Uh, we do have an email address, askmitch at mitchsmedley.com. Um, if you guys want to talk about anything, if you guys have some show topics or questions or anything, shoot us an email. We love to get feedback from our listeners. And so, um, shoot us that email, askmitch at mitchsmedley.com. And, uh, we will get that email and we always reply to the emails. If the questions are good enough, we might even make a show about them. So until next time, guys, we will see you later. Love you guys.